It is December 24th. Merry Christmas Eve to you and yours. And thank you for stopping and listening. Maybe we got some new listeners on the car ride to wherever you're going to celebrate Christmas or you're just hanging out and listening. We got some nonsense rumors. We got some weird stuff, but we got a fun interview with uh, Craig Calcaterra talking about Yankees baseball in general and about some axe murderers. Uh, So uh, that's about it. Let's talk. Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore, the weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. All right, what's up? Thank you guys for hanging out and joining us for another episode of Talking Yanks. Merry Christmas. Happy Happy New Year. Happy belated Hanukkah. How you doing, Jake? Happy Happy Holidays. I'm good. I'm good. You went for some musical rhythm there, and it was better when you didn't. Yeah, I'm bad at it. When you just started clapping, like that was kind of cool, then you went for the song, and it fell apart. <laughs> I don't know if the mics picked it up, but I was doing some fun stuff. It was nice. I have zero, zero musical rhythm. Santa hat locked on right now. Got to. Santa hats are comfortable, so I like them. It's a little warm for me. Yeah, I don't have the heat on because Katie's not home, so it's nice in here. It's nice over here. You just came off the mountains. Are you cold? Straight off the mountain, no. Feel great now that I'm off the mountain. It's pretty pretty chilly up there. Nose and toes were feeling it. Wind is stronger up there. Toes to your nose. That's my old free throw routine. Toes on the nose. That's what they call longboard surfers. Toes on the twins. That's what they call super utility baseball players. I'm full on conspiracy theory on the Ronald Torres moves. Yeah, I know. It makes no sense. It just makes zero sense. But uh, first and foremost, we wanted to let you guys know who's sponsoring this episode of Talkin' Yanks, and it's Michael Sanchez and Scott Phillips. We appreciate them. I like when I have harder names to pronounce. I think those are, you know, imagine if I got them wrong. Mikhail. It's actually Mikhail. Could be Mikhail. Those are our most recent Patreon uh, subscribers, supporters, $2 a month. You get the or live access, early access, and you get a chance to win two no-name Yankee jerseys from affordablejerseys.com, majestic manufactured a month. You get to win two of them. One's a, a raffle at the end of the month, and one is a contest. And we have figured out the contest for December. So if you're a Patreon listener, you're going to want to comment on Patreon. Oh, I got to post this video on Patreon, and then you comment on this video jake tell them what they're commenting for the contest they are commenting i don't which one do we land on which which player current or past yep no just current okay which player current would you most want to spend part of the holidays with and why and why and there will be the why is big. We're going for creativity points. Uh, we mocked up some examples. I think we're we're going to use the same player to show how an example can vary. And so, for example, I would most want to spend my holiday season with Masahiro Tanaka because I think, A, if I'm around him, I think he can help me out with my hair because his hair has been on point, and I don't even think he would let me roll with him if I didn't adjust my hair somewhat. Yeah, you couldn't be in Tanaka's crew as is. No, so I think just being with Tanaka, there'd be an instant, like, he's 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 going to come over to me and be like, bro, I got this, and he's going to fix my hair. And then building on that with my skill set, almost to pay it forward, is I'm an incredible dancer, so I would do a background dancing in a video or a live performance for... Tanaka's wife. wife, who's a who's a star overseas. Yeah, she was a pop singer. I also so, had Tanaka because I just thought Tanaka and my uncle Dragon, who's from Croatia, interacting. I'd love to be a fly on that wall 
or right. just uh, a human on the couch just listening to Tanaka and my Uncle Dragon interact. And then I ask, on the wall. I ask Grandma Barbara, who ends every single episode. Oh, Yankees. Her. I asked her, and she said Tanaka, too. I said, you don't think it would be difficult since you guys don't speak the same language? And she said, no, I, I, I want to hang out with Tanaka. <laughs> so, whatever. So, you leave a comment. Who you would want to hang out the holidays with and why. It's subjective. Jake's going to choose his favorite answer. I'm going to choose my favorite answer. Then we're going to put it on Twitter, and the people are going to choose the winner. So you got to match mine and Jake's brains a little bit, and then you got to match the general public's brains a little bit. But it's a free jersey. So if you're like, hey, I haven't got myself a Christmas present yet, just pay $2 for December and enter right. your contest into the free jersey, and then you got a contest. And then you, then you may have a free jersey. Yeah. And then hang around for the end of December for the raffle. Two bucks, two chances to win a jersey. And that happens every month. Every month, people. Easy as that. Uh, we also are going to give away a T-shirt to anyone who has a five-star review and rating in the podcast app for the month of December. Anyone can do that. Wow. Five-star rating. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. If you already oh. have a rating, you can go in there and like edit your comment, and then it will refresh, and it will say December, and then you're in the running. Like that. Leave a review. Do little stuff. We give you stuff back. That's how. This is how things work. This is how things used to work. Yeah. All right, now Goods let's get and in, services. Let's get into these really fun rumors and stories before we throw it to the interview, Jake. Just chock full of like really good baseball stuff for the Yankees right now. Remember we were joking about cold stove? Last two weeks it's been frozen tundra stove. Yeah, man. I mean what's what's going on? I that's I I messaged you before this, and I said, hey, we got some voicemails or stuff, and you're like, no, we're just going to talk about some, you know, the Yankees news, and I was like, okay, just tell me what that is. Yeah. So here's what was going on on the interwebs for people that are itching and clawing for news. Manny met with the Phillies, and they gave him maybe the worst welcome a, a stadium can give you. They yeah. dropped him off in front of the stadium. Like, for the Yankee Stadium, he drove in the garage, went in a private door so no one hassled him. Immediately right. hassled by a construction worker who screamed, get that money. Uh, had to wait for the door to be opened. Is that in the hassled? Co- I'm sure Manny doesn't like enjoy that. It's loosely, loosely termed hassled. I don't know. I'd, I'd appreciate it. Get that yeah. money. Yeah, he also like made him stop and take a selfie. Manny was nice about it. Yeah. But I think it, it just it depends on the person. And these aren't like really damning, but it's just funny because right. it's Philadelphia and they have the reputation for this. Making, bizarre was the word that came to mind for me. Bizarre. Having the media like hound him when it's supposed to be this private like just meeting. I don't think it's going to play into his decision at all. I don't think no. anything besides money is going to. But it was funny. And then the clip that I really had a blast with was the GM of the Phillies greeting him. I wish I had the soundbite, but I do. But I can do it for you. Hey, Manny. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> That's what he said. I didn't realize. Yeah, I know. He didn't GM. put on a cool guy voice. It was terrible. Uh, it was pretty fun to make fun of that guy. Hey, Manny. What's up? Funny hey, seeing man, you up? here. Thanks, thanks for coming through, man. Yeah. Can't believe you would trace us with your presence. This is going to be fun. It was bizarre. Like, here's, here's what I'll say. Whatever happened, Yankees Twitter was going to roast Philly. But they served it on a platter. Yeah, they gave the it whole room. the drop off video is one of the more bizarre things I've seen. Like I've never seen that. Right, and shout out, uh, it was Coley Harvey's video that did Coley it. Coley Harvey, and, our and guy. We have him coming up on the show and uh, next week or a week after that maybe. So, so thanks, Coley, for that footage. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, tur- I, not not to put Coley down, but anyone could have taken that footage because it was on a sidewalk in Philly. Yeah. Welcome to the city. So that's oh, and I, I guess building off of that, I, it's not on here, but Manny, Manny and his agent announced they won't be saying where he's going until 2019. So Manny Machado's cold stove is frozen for at least a week. Enjoy your holidays. We're not going to tell you shit. How many hours do you have left for the Zillow Machado Harper press conference? Uh, as of right now, we're recording this at 546, so... Which means we would probably never release this anyways because we'd be frantically running around <laughs> and doing new things. Yeah, yeah my tweet's not going to age well. Going to old get old takes exposed on my poetic 
funny tweet. It's been a slow off season. Mrs. Veritek, she made a tweet, Jake. She said, oh, the rivalry is really going to get interesting now. And yeah. my brain jumped, or actually, we, our friend texted us, and we all kind of jumped to, does she, Yeah, Twitter jumped there, too. D-Rob? Like, because that would be... That would be the one thing that makes the rivalry really interesting. Right. Or or they thought maybe the Yanks were going to sign Kimbrell, but you and I both don't think the Yanks are going to sign Kimbrell at all because he wants big, big It just money. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so is she just – I mean, nothing has come. So do you think D-Rob might go to the Red Sox? I mean, there's a chance. I mean, home, homeboy wants to get paid. How much would that any- hurt you? It would hurt briefly. I, I was – I was talking to some. I mean, it would really suck, like in a really important game, if he did something big. Like you'd be sitting there, like, "Damn!" Like this was one of our dudes doing this. So if it happens, it wouldn't hurt until something happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I I, I have an affinity for David Robertson. Like he's just a lovable, smiley, badass curveball throwing dude, and. I mean, I'm not gonna like be mad at him, take the most money and all that shit. But I, I don't know. That would not hurt the me. Thing, it would hurt me more than the, I want it to. That's the thing. I, I know I shouldn't be that hurt by it. It was also like when they traded Francisco Cervelli and he was the backup catcher and like wasn't amazing. Well. That hurt me too. And I was like, this shouldn't hurt me. They traded a backup catcher. This is bigger than that. Yeah, this is a lot bigger than that. I mean, D. Rob's a guy that ha- has had a really good major league career. I mean, the only time he's been away. I mean, he went to the White Sox to go be like a premier closer for a little bit. And then he comes back. He has all the great Yankees quotes. And, Jimmy, here's the thing for me. I mean, how how many more seasons does David Robertson have left? Four. And I... I'd say four. Yeah, I mean, he's... So he's 30... He's going to be 34 going into next season. April 9th, excuse me. Happy birthday on April 9th, David. But the thing that I don't get, man, is like... This guy is a two-year contract away from being kind of a Yankee for life. Like, we talked about how many of these guys have weird assistant roles with the Yankees. Like, D-Rob's kind of in that area. And I I just don't know. I mean, who who knows what money's actually on the table and what's I, he, being offered? I think, he's, I think he's Yankee supervisor, Yankee spring training, even if he finishes these last three, four years somewhere else. Swisher was only here for four years and did a lot of his career elsewhere, but he is the Yankee guy. And he right, but and the, the somewhere else is very important, Jim. I really oh, think it is. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, if he, you know, yeah, if, yeah. if he goes to the Red Sox, I think all the Yankee stuff is out the window. Well, Cone really went to do. the Red Sox, right? What's that? Didn't David Cone go to the Red Sox at the end of his career? Yeah, but I mean, they were like... They were done. Like, David Wells threw a couple innings for the Sox. I mean, that... That was, that was David Cohn's age 38 season. And his year before that with the Yankees, he was 4 and 14 with a 6.91 ERA. Yeah, he had no run support. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, I mean that was David Cohn had already established his career, career as Mets Yanks. I mean that that was what it was and I think David Wells, I mean David Wells Toronto, Detroit, Baltimore, a little Cincinnati pit stop. Yankees, Yankees, age 42, David Wells was pitching for the Sox. (laughs) So, yo, David Wells has a crazy baseball reference page. You got to check that out sometime. Too busy looking at David Cohn's 2,000 game logs right now. (laughs) How bad he was. So, I mean, D-Rob, I'm not saying he's in his prime, but he's if he comes back, he's supposed to be a pivotal part of this bullpen. Um, You know, the Houdini Act, the runners on base and big situations, that power curveball. If he goes and brings that to the Sox right after they've won the title and the rivalry is, quote-unquote, heating up again, I mean, like, D-Rob, you, you went from kind of Yankee lifer to, I think, then it's all out the window after that. I'd still, like, yeah, it's tough. You know, it's if tough. you see D-Rob striking out El Gary and bouncing off the mound looking all oh, ginger and you're cute. You're killing me. You're killing yeah. me. That that I'm I'm telling you all a lot of the goodwill he has with the Yankees is just out the door. I think I think the Twitter comparison I used uh, afraid, when someone afraid, messaged afraid, me. Afraid it was, it's I don't know. It it just seems like someone who's got a good family, good group of friends, and would be you know going to sleep with the ex girlfriend everyone hates. But she's much and just she's com- given a much better 
Just sex. For a year, maybe. Yeah. You know? So we'll see. It it would it would for me it wouldn't hurt until I saw it and then that would suck. Yeah. But we heard like the Yankees aren't interested in bringing him back. So from him personally, he could have said, I'm firing my agent. I want to talk to Cash. Like I'm interested in coming back. And if the Yankees say, No, we don't want you then now he's scorned, and he's like, oh, well, fuck you. I'm going to the Red Sox, and then that right. situation. I don't, the Yankees haven't said that yet, though. No, no, we heard that floating around winter meetings. Yeah, I just, the thing that you and I agree the most on is that, you know, if D-Rob wanted to be a Yankee, this would be done by now, and yep. it's not. Yeah. So. Uh, this just in, and uh, John Heyman is the worst source for rumors ever and uh, sucks. He says that the Padres would like to have Andujar. Yeah. That's all he said. Didn't say who they would offer up. He didn't say if a trade was being talked about. <laughs> it didn't say anything. He just said Padres would like if Andujar was on their team. Amen. So good. Good. That's probably correct, Heyman. So thank you. Accurate for that. tweet. Yeah. Good tweet. Now, the Dodgers and the Reds made a big trade. And the reason why I think this uh, pertains to the Yankees, Jake, is the the players that the Reds got are like like Puig has one year left. Yeah. And was it Kemp? Who was it? Rich Hill, Kemp. Rich, yeah. yeah. So I think the Reds are in for 2019, which makes them out on trading Scooter Jeanette, possibly, which is a name floated around this offseason for Yankees target for a while. So yeah, that was, dis- that was discussed a little bit. Their their lineup looks pretty solid now. Um, and they, they signed Tanner Rourke, so now they've got two new upgrades in their rotation. I mean, the thing that's wild is they could still <laughs> finish last in the NL Central so easily. So but, I don't know. But, I, but, I wouldn't rule anything out. But they have, if they if it goes south and they're not in contention, they right. have all these guys that they can now sell uh, true. to rebuild. It's actually, I, I, like, I like this strategy by the Reds. Like, hey, we're going to try to win in 2019, but come, come trade deadline, if it didn't work, which it may not because we're in a really good division, then we now have pieces to sell off to get a ton of more prospects and then restart it. Yeah, we see the we saw a couple, the Mariners do that in a couple of the trades. It, that's a that's going to be a unique kind of twist to trades going forward. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, that's what I thought the Yankees were doing with like Matt Holiday and Chris Carter <laughs> before right. 2017. I signed them the one year deals when we had no hope for 2017 going into the season. Yeah, they're like, oh, maybe they're just gonna try and like get good seasons out of these guys, trade them. So that the, they may not be moving Scooter Jeanette anymore, and it may not have been a possibility ever. But that's yeah. And I, d- I, I didn't even think you were going Scooter. I thought you were gonna say the big news is that the Dodgers have a chunk of space open, and it seems like them and Bryce Harper are lined up. That's which, the second part. Or yeah. Kluber. Now they think that they might be really trying to bring in Kluber, the Dodgers. Yeah, and they've they've got the Verdugo kid, the outfielder, who's a big time prospect. You wonder how close that gets them to Kluber. So, yeah, and I thought Dodgers are going to be good. Been to the World Series past couple of years. Yep. Uh, Boston writer, don't even know his name. If I did, I wouldn't say it. He says he's not going to vote for Mo. So Mariano's not going to get in unanimously on the I first. I thought that ballot. article that was circling today, that guy didn't even have a vote. It was just like an opinion piece. Oh. I have no yeah. idea because I don't care about this at all. Mo's right. going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It, it's probably not going to be unanimous because there's going to be some asshole. Because that's there. never happened. And it's never happened. So some asshole is going to make sure it doesn't happen. And I just, I this is something I cannot allow myself to invest deep emotional feelings towards. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the whole thing's really weird. The only, the only w- reason this is a story is because somebody someday will be the first consensus hall of famer and that'll be the story so that everyone looks for that every year so who don't do really care you're a hall of famer is a hall of famer yeah it doesn't matter don't no one cares how long it took you to get in there or anything trout if trout continues right at this pace yeah. for is he at like seven years now if he yeah. continues for like five more years at this pace and he's got to throw two world series in maybe he's a unanimous hall of famer I I still doubt it. People always find something. I doubt it. Well, there's jerks and the the, the and like right right now, if he continues to cruise, people are gonna say, "Well, well, he was so great, he never won World Series." And I don't know. That's where writers can end up in an ugly place. Yep. And our old friend Andrew Miller signed with the Cardinals. The Mets and the Yankees never made 
an official offer. They were worried about his health, so he is a reliever that's off the board that at one point we thought maybe there'd be a reunion. No reunion. Do we all all the Yankees Twitter people that had Andrew Miller getting signed and traded for Paul Goldschmidt, do we just send them to Cardinals Twitter? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. these guys have the plan. You guys are going to like these guys. <laughs> they were listening to you. Yeah. He's back with his old friend Chase and Shreve, ex-teammate. I know. I mean, talk about... And Shreve got signed by the Cardinals, right? I think they gave him some money. couple scary southpaws. Chase and Shreve, you beautiful bitch. <laughs> I think Shreve got some money. And uh, the Phillies, speaking of Chase and Shreve, the Phillies signed Shane Robinson or are about to sign Shane Robinson. Mm. So congrats. You got yourself a winner. Yeah, Shreve was still like arbitration stuff. He's getting 900K next year. So think about that before you go to bed. Hey, I like Shreve. I like Shreve too. I just didn't like when he pitched for us. Except that one base is loaded jam. Oh, hell yeah. That was uh, that was mental game more than anything else. Chase and Shreve career ERA with the Yankees is? 3.65. 3.92. Uh, don't care about reliever ERA. 3.07 in Atlanta last year. Or not Atlanta, St. Louis. What was he in Atlanta? His rookie year. 0.73, baby. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Chase and Shreve, my grandma called me and said... Did you hear they traded him? <laughs> it was ruthless. <laughs> yes, Grandma. She didn't even know his name. She just saw his nose on the screen. Mm, been like, there. Yeah, been there. You got anything else, Jake? I think we're about to ready to just throw it to this interview. Uh, this was an interview with Craig Calcaterra. He writes. He's a baseball writer. He covers the national scene. Me and him are basically best friends, but he doesn't really know it. I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid to say this, but he might have one of the coolest jobs in the world. Like I don't know if I'm blowing his cover by saying this. Because he gets to talk about baseball, but he doesn't have to go that deep into any weeds because he doesn't follow one team. He doesn't have to break any stories. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to be on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Just when there's a story the nation needs to know, Craig Cal- Calcaterra brings it to him. At the end of this interview, we say, like, do you want us to shout out your Twitter? And he was like, nah, I, I tweet too much. People follow me and unfollow me in 30 seconds. Oh, or they nuts. follow me and they hook for life. So I was like, okay, you're a volume tweeter. I'm interested. Some people yeah. are volume tweeters. Uh, I follow him now. And it, his Twitter cracks me up. Yeah. He just likes engaging. Yeah. It's awesome. Anyway... Me and him are basically kindred spirits. Is that the term? Kind of, yeah. As it's come out, we have more and more in common than I've ever had in common with someone I believe. Wow. Opinion-wise. Yeah. What what solidified it was when he said that Field of Dreams was the worst baseball movie ever made. Yeah, that's one that been one of your firmer stances for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Field of Dreams sucks. All yeah. right. So this is the interview with Craig. Enjoy it. Here you go. Joining us now, we have Craig Calcaterra. Am I saying that right? You're saying it right. Good Italian name? It is an Italian name, but I got to admit, it's a fraud because it was my, my dad was adopted by his stepfather, so I have no Python okay. blood in me at all. Okay. Well, as you could tell from the grease in my hair, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty Italian, but well, that's, not what this, that's not what today's about. Um, uh, introducing you to some of our listeners that don't know you, you're the lead writer for NBC Sports for the baseball. That is correct. Did I, I ma- phrase I made that a- right? <laughs> well, I made that title up. Okay. I didn't have a title, so <laughs> I needed to put it on my Twitter thing. So I wrote lead writer. I used to call it blogger in chief. Okay. Just as a joke, and people started printing that in news articles and things. Craig Calcaterra, blogger in chief for NBC. I'm like, okay, that's really stupid. So I put lead writer because it's kind of a real thing. Right. Okay. And what else? I. Oh, I again, we were introduced yes. <laughs> over the internet about forty-eight hours ago. Uh-huh. Uh, looked up a little bit on you. You have a law background. What I guess? Yeah. Give, give us the Craig Calcaterra story. So I'm an old man by <laughs> by blogger standards. You know, I'm forty-five, so I've like lived a okay. whole life. Um, but uh, I I was a lawyer. I guess I'm still technically a lawyer. I just don't practice law anymore. But I was a lawyer for eleven years. Did litigation stuff at law firms, and uh, as a baseball fan, was just sort of. Uh, that's my hobby. It's my passion ever since I was a little kid. And I started a little baseball blog on the side about 12 years ago. 
and uh, for nothing for free. I used a, I used a pseudonym. It got popular over the course of a couple of years, and right around the time I was burning out on the law, uh, NBC asked me if I want to do it full time, take my blog to NBC, and just like start it there. And I said, oh, okay, that's <laughs> awesome. That's the, that's like the we just we just talked to Brian Hoke, who uh -huh. writes for the he has the same story. He started the blog in high school, and eventually it just led to. Early internet. Yes. yes. Early internet. Yeah, there was there was a, a brief period, you know, between I'd say ten and twenty years ago, where mm -hmm. if you were in that world, you know, so Bill Simmons got really rich doing it, and then yep. by by eight or nine years later, you could at least get a job doing it. And now, sorry, you guys are all screwed. But that's yeah, okay. we're trying. We're, we're <laughs> inching along. So so you write covering the whole national news, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't do uh, uh, really any team-specific stuff. We, we, we're affiliated, you know, we're NBC, so yep. we have NBC Boston, NBC Philly, NBC Bay Area. So, you know, the company has very deep, deep team-specific uh, content for certain teams that we have, you know, partnerships with. But uh, we're, we're sort of the national perspective. Uh, our view and the way we sort of approach the, the thing, our coverage has always been, we want to be a place where if you're a baseball fan and you generally want to know what's going on mm -hmm. with the news in baseball, you can come to our site and in the space of just a couple of minutes, you are, you are brief for the day, you know everything major that's going on. If you want to know everything about the Yankees, you go to people like you or you go to, <laughs> you go to people like River Avenue Blues or you go somewhere yeah. like that. And, yep. you know, we're not trying to be that. Well, we're never going to be that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, generalists stuff is is needed i guess so do you have a team did you start with a team and you lost it i i never have like is writing or working did a team even when i started no, my, but as a fan oh yo, yeah as a fan uh i so i i was born in michigan and i was a tigers fan from the time i was a you know little 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 kid late 70s uh and i and i love those sparky anderson tigers alan trammell was my favorite player when i was a little kid but in 1985 i moved to west virginia there was no baseball, no baseball in West Virginia, yeah. except except the Atlanta Braves on WTBS. They used to do 144 games a year on TBS. That was the only team I could watch. So they became my team starting in the mid-'80s, and they sucked. They were terrible. <laughs> and then they got really good in the 90s, and then it was fun. So I still call myself a Braves fan. I will admit, though, uh, because of MLB.TV and because I'm covering everything else, I watch probably more non-Braves games than I watch Braves games. Yeah. But I still watch a fair amount of Braves games. Well, I had a question the other day or a thought that we did on a previous show where I, the Braves are good now yes. and they're about to be very good. And my general sense was I think that's good for baseball. I think they're a team that's good for baseball, but I don't know if that's correct. I think it's because they were on TBS, so I grew up thinking of them as kind of a more national team. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely used to certainly be that. There's this... There's this sense anytime I meet anywhere I go I meet Braves fans because there are just a ton of people that have my same thing Cubs fans to some extent too because WGN used to have the Cubs all over the country that used to be the only thing they could get uh, but the Braves you know they're certainly more of a regional team now than they used to be because now they're just on TV on Fox Sports South and they're in the South but uh, you could find Braves fans everywhere um, I don't think it's a very deep fandom and we could talk all day about how, you know, Braves fans can't fill up the stadium for the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, it is a wide fandom. Yeah, I think kind of what you were touching upon is that the Braves have a little bit, I mean, not to that this magnitude, but almost a little Dallas Cowboys. Like when they were strong in the 90s. Like, I think so. There's a little carryover from that. That there, If you grew up seeing those Brave teams with mm -hmm. uh, Maddox, Glavin, um, Glavin Smoltz, yeah. yeah. You're you're in, you're entrenched with them, yeah. No, I kept I kept wanting to call Glavin Seaver, and I was like, Jake, you're better than that, but maybe I'm and, not. And Seaver's better than Glavin, yeah, so there you go. So we'll, we'll just make a pecking order out of it. How did um, Jay Destro, who introduced us from yeah. River Avenue Blues, uh -huh. how did you guys uh, originally get in touch? You know, I think it was just Twitter stuff. I it, you know I've been on Twitter forever. I live on Twitter all day. Okay, and uh, <laughs> talking yeah. to the right guys for for whatever reason, um, and I'm not sure if it's just because there's you know, Twitter is a big reactive medium. You see a lot of media and then people react to it. And there's more news and coverage of the Yankees than any team. Right. And I think that was even more so when, when I was first getting on Twitter in 2008, 2009. And so I would gravitate to who's reacting to news too and who is funny and who's interesting. And, right. And so I, for whatever reason, probably follow way more Yankees fans okay. th than fans of other teams. It just sort of happened that way, and they follow me. So I know the River Avenue Blues guys very well. Uh, you know Ben and um, and uh, and Jay and uh, just uh, Joe, all those guys. Uh, um, 
so I, yeah, I don't know how just, so we just talk all the time and like, you know, Jay will be on Twitter in the middle of the day and he'll just be like, Hey, Kalki. And I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Jay? <laughs> so did you say you're a fan of Yankee fans or you like watching the carnage that is Yankee fans on Twitter? It, it's a, there are certain Yankees fans I, I just love because I love their, the way they think about baseball and there's something very, I mean, I could never live in New York. I, I'm not a New York guy. I live in the Midwest and I'm too old to change. But I, I love New York, right? I like going there. I like intellectually the stuff about New York, even if it's not really for me. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Yankees fans. I really enjoy Yankees fans, and I'm thanking God every day that I'm not one. Yeah, that's a good place to be. <laughs> I mean, we are diehard Yankee fans, and we have a Yankee podcast. But, I mean, on Twitter, man, I mean, I always say... It's emotional, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very New Yorker very, thing, too. Very, like yes. If, 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 if someone cuts you off in New York, it's like, oh, my God, this yeah. is the worst thing yeah. that ever happened. And it's like the same thing with the Yankees. If one bad thing happens in the second inning of the fifth game of the year, it's Armageddon. It's terrible. Yeah. And I just shake my head and smile at it because it's yeah. hilarious. And then there's a whole group that they, that of Yankee fans that pride themselves in like kind of an ignorance. Like They're like, oh, I don't care about that. I don't care about any stats. Just win. Just win. Yep. It's yep. like, well, you care. <laughs> <laughs> Or you should. <laughs> the the newest thing we've been running into, which is kind of funny because I, I we're we're I, I don't want to say the blessed generation, but when we really got into baseball, sure. I mean, we had the Yankees team, we yeah. had the dynasty. Like times were great. Oh yeah. But now, and this is so Twitter, but like we have some people that are like against Cashman and they're they're busting out this one championship in what is it what is it 17 wow. 17 years or something that's the new phrase and so that, like he's that they've only won one title in 17 <laughs> years they, they keep tweeting that at us yeah like what are you even doing like, he's bad as a GM oh my god that's, that's rough okay what, see, do, we, what is, do we do with that <laughs> you, I, you know you can't really do anything with that because you can't fix stupid <laughs> but but you know there's also maybe a, if you're somebody's a little reasonable and might be persuadable. You know, listen to an old man like me, who was a very active baseball fan in the 1980s and I will and early 90s. And I will tell you what a bad Yankees team looks like. Yeah. I watched it, and in fact, you know, because when I was a little kid, the Yankees were the Reggie Jackson Yankees, and they you know just won a couple of World Series, and they were still pretty good into the early 80s. And then they were they were very respectable through the 80s, just never could break through. Um, but it was not at all a thing where people talk about the Yankees like they talk about them now. Of right. oh, the Yankees, oh, the Empire, oh, they're going to buy their. The Yankees were just a team, right? And it was not necessarily a good team. It, no one cared. I mean, when people talked about the AL East, it was like you know the Blue Jays or the right. Tigers or you know any anybody else. And uh, I don't think these one in seventeen people have a freaking clue Thank if you. they think that this is bad now. Thank you so much. Oh. Um, <laughs> now I'm angry. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, do, do you have a uh, Yanks? Over? No, not Yanks. I just want to know. Uh, so you covered the na- national. You're all teams. Sure. Is there a team out there that you have an affinity to for a reason that not like a traditional reason, like you just that we wouldn't know? Like, is there like? Oh. Yeah, um, and I'll, I talk about it sometimes. It's funny. My Twitter avatar right now. I'm wearing a Dodgers cap in my okay. Twitter avatar, and and that's not because I'm a Dodgers fan. I have caps. You know, I'm a bald guy. Yeah. And yeah. so I have caps from probably 15 or 16 We're different teams. Talking just, to a guy going gray at 23. Yeah. So. There you, hey, man, I wish I was that lucky. But um, <laughs> the uh, you know I have caps from like 15 or. or teams or something like that at any given time so that's why i'm wearing the dodgers cap but i do have a bit of an affinity for the dodgers just because i would watch the east coast games whoever i was watching and then when the 10 30 game comes on or whatever i'm like oh who do i switch to well i'm going to switch to vin scully and you know because i would rather watch that west coast broadcast than any other yeah and i started watching a lot of dodgers stuff and then when my kids were really little they don't like baseball at all now they don't care they're teenagers and they don't care (laughs) but when they were little they would you know wanted to do what daddy would do and they would sort of get into baseball and for whatever reason they decided they liked the dodgers i think it was because i had a funny picture of yasiel puig up oh yeah that year he broke out they just sort of decided and so i bought some dodger stuff i took the kids to a dodgers game when they came to cincinnati so a little bit of dodger stuff and then a little bit of the padres even though i i really don't like the team at all but my brother lives in san diego we i visit him a lot we go to petco park it's a great place to see a game and i want the padres to be good and interesting and right now they're boring as heck and i can hardly watch them but uh i do like the whole petco park experience and all that kind of stuff yeah so the padres are one of these teams that have uh, embraced kind of rebuilding yeah, and they might almost be there. To be fair, I'm yeah. slagging on them. They're very yeah. close. But what are your thoughts on just that this seems to be the new thing? The last three years, we've had about, what, 40% of the teams yep. rebuild. We talk about the, the Indians in the AL Central. They can sneeze and win. the Not the AL. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah the AL Central. Yeah. I got it right. Doubt yeah. myself a lot. They can sneeze and win that division. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're going to play down to their level, too. They're trying to trade away. Yeah, yeah that's what we're like. They they're to. trading away guys because they know yeah. it's that easy. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, so that's whole, the whole bulldoze rebuild thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm of two minds of it, right? I, I, I am not a, a sabermetric guy myself in terms of I don't do statistical analysis because I'm an idiot, but I'm a fellow <laughs> traveler of that world. I, I was back on the ground floor of baseball prospectus and all that kind of stuff. Those are all my friends who are in that world. So I am very... Uh, partial to a sabermetric approach, to an analytical approach to baseball. I'm, a, I'm from the liberal arts wing of that, I guess. And uh, so I intellectually appreciate it, and I understand that it might be the smart move given the incentives in play. You know, are you better off trying to rebuild and then win in three years than you are to try to struggle along as an 87-win team for a couple of years? Well, yeah, maybe you are, and there's a lot of data out there that shows that. As a fan, though, I hate it. I yeah. really do. And I'm sitting here and I'll say, okay, you're the Seattle Mariners and you won 89 <laughs> games. And there's only, you know, five teams in the American League really trying right now anyway. Right. And I don't think the A's are, are bankable to win 97 games again. You had a very legitimate shot to be one of the couple of teams that could go for the wild card right. next year. Maybe not catch the Astros, but you can, you can compete. Nope, they're going to not do it. And that just angers me as a fan. Yeah. And uh, so... You know, again, aesthetically, I hate it. I hate it just as, as, you know, sort of an emotional reaction. But I get it. Yeah. Are you, can we go into advanced stats? Are I you mean, an advanced you, stats, like, guy? Well, I... Are you I, appreciate, or where, I, where I, are I, you? I appreciate them. I am uh, sort of embarrassingly moronic about them. I mean, okay. and, and a lot of it is, because, you know, I understand it, and I... I, I I look at them for my own personal purposes, right. but as far as my writing and my analysis and everything, my readers, they don't want anything much more sophisticated than, say, OPS plus right. or, you know, yeah. ERA plus. I, 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 we've, we've, we do FIP with them now. You right. know, and FIP's catching up. They're, they're okay with it because like, it's general fans generally who are our readers. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, like, you know, Baseball Prospectus just released a new stat last week. I'm for DRC, I think, is what it was called or something okay. like that. Um, we won't be writing about that right. for a while <laughs> just because our readers aren't ready for it. Yeah. Um, Bill Bear, who writes for my website, uh, he, he handles like afternoons, evenings and stuff on the, on, uh, on hardball talk at NBC. And, uh, he's a far more analytically oriented guy. If there's something okay. that really requires a, a breakdown, I'll, I'll text Bill. I'm like, Hey Bill, you can handle that. There you go. <laughs> go, go check this out, Bill. Exactly. Let me, let me yeah. know how it comes back. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we had some fun this year cause I, uh, we've been doing this for like two years now, like following the Yankees every game and sure. getting into it. And it's, it's been awesome. Um, but it's been funny to see when some of the stats come out and like Sonny Gray has been a hot topic and something like spin rate comes up. Right. And, like, yeah. I know, Jimmy used to hate spin rate at first. I think now you're on you're on team spin rate. David Cohn explained it to me and won it, won it over. He just said you got a lot of jackrabbit in the fastball. And I was like, I love it. Coney's great. Yeah. Cone, he's, yes. he's like really good. As, I mean, he's great anyway, obviously, but he's great in terms of. Um, and I don't think a lot of guys can do it. Even the smartest guys, analysts and whatever, can just sort of explain, you know, pretty high end things like spin rate and all the all the all the statcast stuff and everything in a very natural, easy, yeah. plain terms way. Cone is just very very good at that. Yeah, we had Michael Kay on the show, and we asked him about that. Like, how does that happen? He said. Cone wanted to tell the producer, I want to do this. And the producer said, you have to make sure you can explain it to the average fan. And that's exactly what he does. So, so I, hated, I hated spin rate. And then he did one spiel on it. And I was like, okay, give me all the spin rate stats. Find me every spin rate picture. I love them. It's well, what, the what you see now on broadcasts, especially ones that are national broadcasts that MLB has a lot of influence over, they want them to use all the stat cast things. They just recite it and they recite numbers mm-hmm. with no context. And it, it just sort of seems gimmicky to me. Like, oh, well, the, you know, the exit velocity on that was whatever. Well, okay, tell me if I'm a moron or if I'm watching a game with my 75-year-old dad and he doesn't know this stuff, is that good? Yeah. How does that compare to something else? Well, that's the biggest thing with OPS because mm-hmm. a lot of people hear it and I've in the recent years have... Uh, officially like turned to like I, I look at OPS first and OPS plus and that stuff but a lot of people don't know the, the, the range like what's a good one what's right. a bad one right. and and they want to and they would but mm-hmm. so like I but you don't want to say it every time you say OPS like I remember eight is good yes. nine is great right. one point is fantastic but a lot of people I think they would love to mm-hmm. do it I think there's this movement where People want to be... Uh, they want to be smarter about the game. They want to learn things. Yeah. They, they don't want to be condescended to. They don't want to be talked down to. And they don't want it to be boring, right? You don't mm-hmm. want to be like... There's, there are horrible dry ways to explain, you know, fielding independent pitching stats. Yes. Um, 
But there's also a way you could say, hey, this is just how good a pitcher he is when you uh, take his dumb defense out of it, right? If he had a good defense, he'd be way better. Right? Yeah, you yeah, get that? exactly. Go on. You know, that's not too hard. Yeah. All right, Jake, do you have, <laughs> do you have any more baseball questions? Because I'm going to pivot. I think I got one more. Okay. Okay. I got one more baseball question. And this is, you know who you're talking to. Sure. This this is just I want kind of a neutral third party thing, okay. and if you say the answer we like, we can talk about it. If you say <laughs> if you say the answer we don't like, we'll move on. We'll pivot to whatever. Yeah, we'll just hit the record button yeah, and we'll, it's over. Let me step away from arm's length. Hold there's, on. Okay. There's been um, there's been a huge debate in Yankee Land. Okay. And again, it's Twitter and some actual rumors. Gary Sanchez and JT Real Muto. There's oh, been, yeah, there's yeah, been yeah, trade yeah. stuff, and I I know that's kind of our reaction to the whole thing. If j- just shot out of a cannon. If you had, for the next five years, if you had to pick one of those two to be your catcher, who would you pick? I, my gut is still going to say Sanchez. And the only reason I say that is because I, every, <laughs> everything tells me, and again, it's more gut, that last year was an outlier year for right. him. I, I think that he, his level before that was not freakish in any way. I have no reason to believe that. I mean, call me again in a year and if he has another right. year like he did last year well that's a problem and i you know obviously he's got his defensive limitations and stuff well his catching limitations he's, he's okay with other you yeah. know parts of that but um got a great arm and everything but uh i would say with sanchez and the, the kicker on that is intellectually we can talk about this the sorts of deals that it would require to either keep sanchez and get real muto or to make a trade they're just too unnecessary for right. what the Yankees need to do right now. It just doesn't make sense. Exactly. So, you know, like, I'd rather see them, if they're going to do crazy things, okay, let's see what's going to happen with this Andahar three-way yeah. thing that may or may not we, happen. Uh, as, as you know, the depths of Twitter, I mean, everyone has to have their take, and they have to have it first so they can go back and retweet it mm. three months later. Sure. So, I mean, it's just, it's a war zone. Now, I'll tell you, the, the cold takes exposed, not necessarily oh that guy's God, account, yeah. but I'm not a big fan of that guy's account, yeah. but um, just that, that whole... <laughs> I hate that account. Well, there's a couple reasons I hate that account. <laughs> one, you know, no one likes to be reminded when they're wrong, but I don't care about that so much because I'm, I'm wrong. I write yeah. so much. I tweet so much. I'm going to be wrong about a lot of stuff. Who cares? You just make sure you're wrong and you move yeah. on. It's baseball. Who cares? But uh, he, he got into me with something. Uh, I, one person that I really hate in sports media, like with a passion, is Clay Travis. Okay. And yeah. uh, apparently he's affiliated with Clay Travis in some way. Like he was writing on Clay Travis. I now kick the coverage and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. And I think um, they're both ex-lawyers. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, me too. Well, maybe you know, like hates like, but um, <laughs> the uh, I, I don't hate him for affiliating with Clay Travis. We all no, got to no, get no. that bread. But the idea was I was having some little fight with Clay Travis, and then Old Takes swoops in to some. Thing I tweeted a long time ago that had nothing to do with sports, nothing to do with anything, because he's obviously standing for his man. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, come on, you, that's terrible. So I just, I ignore that guy now. They just, it's just so stupid. It's like you can have thoughts and opinions and everyone's going to be wrong, but then it's like the crowd mongering, like, oh, you're an idiot. It's like, no, I'm not, no one's an idiot here. Yeah, it's what just, was your, what was your prediction, dude? No. Yeah. Oh, you didn't yeah. have Oh, one? no okay. one cares about it. <laughs> oh, no one cares about it at those all. Who, those who can't criticize. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got right, a pivot, pivot here, okay? We're pivoting now. I did, you know, five minutes of research on you before you walked up to the table. Okay. I'm I saw I fun. saw your non-baseball book. Oh, I'm yeah. a, I was a history major. Ah, I yes. am fascinated. Yes. And I, I'm sure that you enjoy talking about this. So it's, it's actually, I love talking about it. People think it's morbid as hell, but... Uh, okay. The, Jake, the, I told Jake, I, I didn't, he, he was like, he's like, what is it? I'm like, I'm not telling you, Jake, I'm telling so you in there. Do you want to tell him? I'll tell him. I'll tell him. In, in 1910, in December of 1910... Good year. My great-great-grandmother murdered my great-great-grandfather with an axe in their home while their children were sleeping. And this was Talking Yanks. Craig, thank you so much. No. <laughs> no. So, but the opening biograms, some people, you look into their heritage and find out they're actually Irish when they thought they were Italian. Some people find out, oh, we moved here from uh, Iceland. You found out that your great-great-grandmother murdered. So I need, yep. I mean, we don't, you need... I don't care how long you talk about it, actually, because I'm very interested. You can go on forever. I'll give the executive summary, but, you know, basically her name was Nellie Niffen. Uh, Sounds Frank- like a murderer. Yeah, I know. Nellie Niffen took an axe. That's the name of my little... Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like an e-book. It's like a pamphlet. It's not a real book book. I just, like, wrote it up. It's probably, like, 50 pages. But um, uh, her husband, Frank Niffen, they had, uh, they had four kids, and uh, he was a streetcar conductor in Detroit. 
that's where they were living and uh, they had just had another baby a month or two before but the baby died because it was 1910 and that's what happened yep. and Nellie was a little bit um, weird uh, no one could say exactly why but she was and she just snapped and he was sleeping in, uh, in his bedroom on some snowy cold winter's morning and she just w- went in at about 3 o'clock 4 o'clock in the morning and just axed his head wide open and killed him in his sleep he never knew what hit him and uh, she goes next door to the neighbor, and she says, I think something's happened to my husband. <laughs> Frank can't wake up. And the neighbor comes over, and, you know, within, you know, two hours, everybody figured out what happened here, because there's, like, there's snow print, you know, boot prints in the snow out to the shed in the back, and there's a bloody axe, and they try to wipe it. And anyway, she gets arrested. She went completely nuts. This was on the, this was front page news in Detroit for about a month in December of 1910 uh, and back then there were no civil rights laws there were no defense laws it was crazy they, the, the press was brought into the jail where she was and they just quoted everything she was saying no lawyer no anything and they didn't even have a trial they just judged her insane and she spent the last 32 35 years of her life in an insane asylum in Michigan now the good part about this is she killed him after my great-grandfather was born, so I'm here. So, <laughs> when you go to look this up, yes, is it you know a little bit about it and you just go find the details, or was this completely like... There was Mom. there was talk. <laughs> so so my, my my I don't have much of a relationship with that side of the family. Okay. Like my parents just sort of my parents got married. Might be the for late, the better. Yeah, yeah. probably is. They're, the Niffins are weird people, but um, <laughs> in the in the late sixties, my parents you know ran away, got married, and just sort of always lived their own thing. But there was talk. My mom and a couple of her brothers and sisters they had sort of heard a story, but they didn't know anything about it because uh-huh. it was no one talked about it for you know sixty years, seventy years. It was just like everybody shut up about it and then it was sort of forgotten and then some dumb uncle that knew something or whatever would tell people you know Nellie killed Frank and and so they knew about it but they didn't know about it and so I always thought I wonder if that was true and if it was true what happened so I spent you know an hour one day on like news.com or one of those databases and and found the news articles about it and then I did a deep dive I did some genealogy for everything and I did a little research on it but uh, yeah it was it was quite a thing and it tells you just a little bit about my personality. Every time I'm finding a new article or I found like a record from the insane asylum or something, I'm like cackling and laughing. I'm like, oh my God, I call my mom. I'm like, mom, this is amazing. <laughs> and she's like, this is really a tragedy of yeah. family, son. It's like, no, 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 it's all right. It was a hundred years ago. We've been trying to bury this. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it all out to the I, light. I went to, uh, you know, a film certificate program for six months. So I'm an expert. I think you need to sell the movie rights. Uh, yeah, Do it know? split timeline horror story. You ah. something happens, you dig in, then it's a flashback to this. I think you got a good one there. That, I, I should do something with that. I mean, every you know, you only have so many gifts that you're given by your family. Some people are given wealth. <laughs> Some people are are given a wonderful and rich heritage. Some people are given talents. I'm given, uh, you know insanity and murderousness and I should do whatever I can with that yeah and may- maybe the end of the movie you kill two podcasters in Las Vegas I don't know <laughs> do you guys want to take this upstairs <laughs> for a few minutes I, we can more we can, be more rela- we can be more relaxed in my room no, just <laughs> um wow you, you <laughs> really a, just you really just dropped a nuke on me <laughs> I think we're good I mean thank you very much for coming on this was a, this was a blast I cut you off I know you cut me off I want to oh, say wow. is, is there anything I mean, and we, we didn't even talk a ton of baseball. Is no, there anything no. about this winter meetings you need to get off your chest? Or um, can, yeah. we, can we start any rumors that would help you with an article or clicks or something like that? Whisper campaign, whisper campaign for hire is what ah. we're offering here. Well, just, you know, because I'm on the Internet and I'm a blogger and, you know, it's always the sizzle over the steak, right? You know, mm-hmm. when you can hype something that's not really happening, you can get more clicks out of it, you can do whatever. So I really want you guys to start talking about uh, a straight up Mets Yankees trade. Okay. Um, I you know include Noah Syndergaard and whoever would piss off Yankees fans trading to the Mets the most. Uh, just do Gary and Andujar. Or oh wait, better better. It's still the three way trade with the Marlins. Okay. But Jeter is a sleeper agent still for the Yankees. And he is going to give an amazing amount of talent to yeah. New York, but he's going to launder it through the Mets, mm-hmm. you know, to, for plausible. I've already seen some like tweets out there, like that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I've seen. If you, you know, could imagine it, it's someone tweeting yeah, about it. Uh, Brody called Jeter and said, "Hey, do you want?" We and said, "We'll give you Syndergaard." And Jeter said, uh, "No, but you give him to the Yankees, and oh we'll give you Ramudo." I've already seen it. Oh my God, that's Dirk Jeter's music. It's, <laughs> it's going to be something like that. Well, Craig, awesome. Cool. Do, do you have anything you need to plug? Do you have anything nah. co- at, at Craig Calcaterra on Twitter? Uh, I'm I'm tweeting far too much. If you follow me, you will probably unfollow <laughs> me within a month, or you'll follow me forever. There's no in be- there's no in between. But uh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be at the winter meetings for the rest of the week, and the off season never ends. Um, anymore because all the GMs are on their cell phones and they work 24-7, 365 instead of just during the winter meetings. So uh, hot stove season never ends. Awesome. Well, Craig, thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good talking. We'll see you soon. Yep. All right. Go go find Craig on Twitter. Don't follow him, like you said, because he's a volume tweeter. But go thank him for joining us and sitting down with us because he had no idea who we were. We had some very quick idea who he was. Yeah, our buddy uh, Jay from River Avenue's Blues. Jay Destro. Kind of set us up, so thanks, Jay. He didn't let us know that he was the great-grandson of an axe murderer. No. Great-great-grandson. Could have helped. (laughs) Could have helped. Nellie Niffin. Nellie Niffin. She went crash her one night, took an axe to her husband's head. Tough. Tough way to wake up. (laughs) Woke up dead. Uh, All right, so Patreon. People, patrons, go there, leave. Which Yankee are you spending the holidays with and why? Most common answer, Jake? Judge, because I got to hang out with Judge. That's Creativity Points ain't winning for that one. Yeah, and I, I think the other one that I'm looking out for that I think too many people would be into is like CeCe just because his family would have like an awesome spread. Watch him eat. Yeah, but CeCe, Which- oh, CeCe had heart surgery. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Get better, big guy. Yeah. Sounds better. For people that listen to the R2C2 podcast, it was, it was interesting because you could hear him. He talked about how he was getting heartburn, and it was asking Ruka, like, what do you do for this? And then it turned out it was not just heartburn. It was a blockage of an yeah. artery. They say he's fine, so that's good. All right, everyone, thank you for a great 2018. Enjoy your Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, enjoy your December 25th, whatever you do. Thank you very much. If you're hanging out with your relatives, don't forget, go grab all of their phones, subscribe them to Talking Yanks, get, rate five stars review via them, and then give them their phone back. You don't have to let them know what you're doing. Just a nice little family family prank. Yeah, if you, if you send us, the first person to send us a video of them signing up like eight members of their family during Christmas, you, you'll pro- we'll probably get you a shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that's marketing. That's marketing, babe. Business. (laughs) Bow body, bow body, business. All right, thank you guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Love you. See ya. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.